Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, I want to talk this morning about the United States Supreme Court case that was decided this past week. Mahonoi Area School District versus BL. This is a case about a cheerleader in Pennsylvania who, when she found out that she didn't make the varsity team at her high school, well, she was so upset and so angry that she decided to vent her anger on a Snapchat rant. By the way, BL uh, is the initials for her name. Since she was a minor at the time of her lawsuit, her name is not used in the court record. In any event, let me tell you why I was drawn to this case in the first place. Because I do feel it raises some important issues for athletes, social media, and of course, sports parents and coaches. Now look, we all understand that getting cut from a team in high school not making the varsity squad. Look, that's always a big, big blow to any youngster and their dreams. And over the years, a moment like this is filled with, often filled with tears and sometimes anger. But until recently, when a kid got cut from a team, their disappointment usually had been hidden away to just be included of, of one's family and perhaps a very few close friends. That is, there was no real public display of of venting of one's emotions. But, of course, the advent of social media, well, that's changed all this. And in this particular case, the girl took to her cell phone and to Snapchat to let the world know how she felt about not making the varsity cheerleading team. The result? Well, she, she put forth a rant which was profane and vulgar. It was sent on her cell phone to approximately 250 of her friends, 250 of her friends, with the assumption that being on Snapchat, that her outburst would fade away within a matter of hours. Now, what she also did in this rant is she took a selfie, a picture of herself, a photo of herself, where she has both of her middle fingers raised at the camera, and she posted the text And forgive me on this, but obviously I'm going to paraphrase this. Uh, F school, F softball, F cheerleading, F everything. I mean, she also plays on on the softball team. In any event, this girl sent this social media posting when she was away from school. She was actually in town. Again, she lives in, in, a, in a small town in Pennsylvania. And she's posted this uh, online on her phone at a local convenience store uh, when she was there with a friend. Okay. 
That's what happened. Very simple, very straightforward. But as it developed, one of the cheerleading coaches at the school, well, she got wind of this outburst, and she actually saw a screenshot of what this girl had posted online. The coach took it to the school administration, and the high school basically said, well, the girl had violated team and school uh, rules regarding, uh, you know, propriety in terms of behavior. And as punishment, the girl was then suspended from the cheerleading program for a full year. Since she hadn't made the varsity, she was placed back on the JV squad. Anyhow, her anger was that the cheerleading coach basically had put a freshman uh, promoted a freshman ahead of this girl onto the varsity team and in effect basically bypassing the girl in question. And as part of this punishment for a year, she was also basically told that she was lucky she wasn't suspended from attending school as well. Okay, so now we got a situation where, okay, what, who, who's right here, what's wrong, and what happens? You should also know that as a condition of being a cheerleader, this girl was required to sign a code of conduct that required squad members to show respect for their teammates, their coaches, the school teachers, other schools, cheerleaders, and so on and so forth. And the rule forbade the use of profanity. Another rule on this code of conduct apparently said that cheerleaders are not allowed to post anything that's, quote, negative information about cheerleading or cheerleaders or the coaches on the Internet. Okay, so that that was also in place, a code of conduct which basically seems to specifically apply to the situation. The girl's parents were so outraged by her daughter being suspended for cheerleading for a year, they felt this was a real tool violation of their daughter's right of freedom of speech, and they decided to sue the school district. Well, (laughs) this case eventually made its way over the course of several years all the way to the United States Supreme Court, which decided this past week, 8-1, to one, in the girl's favor. They agreed with her. They felt that, uh, that the school district had gone too far. They had, the high school had overstepped its boundaries in punishing this girl for what she had posted on her own cell phone, and she did this when she was away from school. Okay, that's the premise that's what I want to talk about today. And as we go through our conversation, I want to get a sense from you, and I'll give you some of the, 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 uh, the reasons why the Supreme Court decided what they did. I want to see if you agree with that, if you think this is just an isolated case, or do you feel this is going to have some real repercussions regarding kids and their freedom of speech and, and the whole idea with social media, what they can and can't post. Uh, but again, is this ruling, is it going to give kids more power than before to to have a sense to feel free to post whatever they want, knowing that, in effect, they can say, well, the United States Supreme Court, the highest court in our land, they have our back. I mean, can athletes who want to lash out at their school or their coaches be able now to post their feelings without any concerns or retribution? Is there a line that needs to be drawn? Can schools do anything to prevent this? And, of course, what about the parents on all this? The girl's parents obviously felt strongly that their daughter was just exercising her freedom of speech. And, again, she won. Of course, you might also want to point out that, well, geez, what kind of parents are going to get behind a girl who, des- who decides to put a lot of uh, profanity 
on a social media post? That's another question as well. And anyway, I want to talk about this with you today because I do think uh, we know social media continues to be something of an untamed animal when it comes to our kids and our athletes in particular. Let's talk about this. one 337 I'll take your calls because I'm eager to get your thoughts about this. I do think this is going to have some real, some real discussion, some real impact as we move forward. Okay, now I have to tell you, I spoke at some length over the last couple of days with uh, Doug Abrams, longtime professor of law at the University of Missouri and uh, a longtime good friend uh, of the Sports Edge, and asked him about what the Supreme Court ruling means from his perspective as a law professor. Now, Doug's sense was that the court is well aware of the growing threats of social media these days, and that in particular, that includes cyberbullying. But with cyberbullying, in this particular opinion from the court handed down, they really didn't go there on this case. They obviously are aware of cyberbullying, but they didn't, for some reason, did not feel that that was going to be part of their decision here. In fact, Justice Stephen Breyer, and I realize, friends, we're talking about, about legal opinions, we're talking about the Supreme Court, I get all that, but this has real application to, again, the world of kids and our, our athletes today. Stephen Breyer wrote the majority opinion in this case, and thank goodness he writes in a straightforward, very accessible manner, very, very little legal mumbo-jumbo. He just told the facts, and he outlined how the court decided so heavily in, the, in favor of this girl. In short, uh, Justice Breyer acknowledged that the girl's words, while certainly vulgar and profane, well, they were not especially disruptive to the school's activities, meaning they didn't get in the way of classes or, or that kind of thing, and that her rant was done off campus and, quite frankly, was not threatening in any way. That is, she didn't make any threats or target a, a coach or a person in school, uh, she just didn't do that, uh, and the team morale, the cheerleading squad, doesn't seem to be affected in any way as well. So, he, so Justice Breyer, with his colleagues, were looking at this at a very, very sort of, uh, uh, if you will, an isolated kind of situation. And the reason why they were doing this is because in this particular case, Justice Breyer pointed to a landmark lawsuit case back in 1969 known as the Tinker versus the Omaha Independent School District case. And in that lawsuit, several students, some high school students, wore black armbands to class one day to protest the Vietnam War. Again, this is 19, late 1960s. But that's all they did. There were no major demonstrations or any upheavals or incidents or fights or brawls. They just wore these black armbands to school as kind of a quiet protest. And because in that case, in the Tinker case, because the protests were not disruptive to the school, the courts ruled in favor of the students, and again, their, their, their quiet protests were in the black armbands. That is, their freedom of speech was protected in that case. I mean, there's an old saying that students do not shed their rights when they happen to go to school. In any event, the real underlying question here is, once again, social media. We all know that kids are involved with posting thoughts and opinions on their phones. Clearly, if they try to instigate or to disrupt something at school, then it's the sense I got from this court opinion, so the courts will not allow that. Uh, you know, but the question then comes, well, when kids post negative comments about a coach or a team or a teacher, well, that's where it gets a little tricky. In other words, 
from my perspective, this is my opinion, and I'm not a lawyer, the point is if this girl had posted something that threatened a coach or a teacher, I don't think the high court in the land would have sided with her. That is, we also understand as adults that freedom of speech does have, have limits. Now, like I said before, this girl had signed a code of conduct, and lots of schools out there have codes of conduct. So if a high, high school coach tells his or her players that you really can't post negative comments online, that's going to be against the code of conduct, is that really now going to be truly enforceable based upon what happened in this case? I mean, this, this case would suggest that schools really don't have that kind of power because apparently the, the, it, it, maybe it's a conflict with, with the kid's freedom of speech. The only thing I would say it seems it would be is, again, if the comments that the kid makes are seen as being threatening or disruptive to the school. All right. I, I want to talk about this this morning because I do think there is real impact here. What's, something's going to change regarding this case, and we wonder what, what it's going to be. And I'm, if I'm a school administrator or a coach or, or, or a parent, uh, again, we understand social media still remains uncharted territory especially when it comes to freedom of speech and what a kid is allowed to say or post uh, in cyberspace. Does it mean that it make a difference if the kid is where they are, where they post it, if they're on school or, or away from school? That I'm still a little foggy about. But the point is, the question is, kids are and their phones are with them all the time. And honestly, if they feel they want to post something, we've seen from the last few years, kids post things that they really should have, should have thought about first before they put it out there to the so-called uh, social media network. All right, let me take a time out. I want to take your calls on this and get your thoughts as to whether you thought this was a good decision, whether you thought this was going to have some impact. What is it going to do with you if you're a coach and talking to your athletes and your team? What are you going to do if you're a parent and you have a kid who has access to social media, as most kids do today? one 337 6666 That's, of course, our number. When I return, I'm eager to get your thoughts. Stay with me. Welcome back to the Sports Edge. We're talking this morning about this uh, United States Supreme Court ruling this past week about a uh, basically focused on a kid uh, in, in Pennsylvania who got cut from her cheerleading team, uh, didn't make the varsity squad, and was basically put back on the JV, and she was upset. Uh, you know, look, every, we know that kids who don't make uh, the varsity team in any sport, whether it's cheerleading or basketball, soccer, whatever, they get angry, they get upset, they're disappointed. So traditionally, you know, kids go back and they, 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 they look for comfort uh, with their parents or their close circle of friends, but in this case, this girl basically went to social media and, ba- and vented her anger about not making a team in a very profane uh, vulgarities. So the parents, uh, the school heard about this, found out about it, and they suspended the girl from the cheerleading, the JV team, for a year. Parents were angry about this, said this was a violation of her freedom of speech. Uh, She did not do this uh, posted at school. She was away uh, from school at the time. And And the Supreme Court backed her up. They decided eight to one that, yeah, the, the school had overstepped its its boundaries in, in basically punishing this girl. And so she won the case. So the question I have for you, and again, the term I use is social media is an untamed animal. What does this mean? Does this mean that opens the door for other, other high school athletes or college athletes who feel they've been somehow 
uh, short change by a coach that they can now go and post things they want to say online and and be protected by this Supreme Court ruling. It, it's a very, very odd, troubling kind of case because uh, we know social media is, is a relatively new phenomenon. And let's face it, uh, the legal world works at a very a much slower kind of pace. But this is curious. Uh, I think for me, at least, I mentioned before in the last segment, I think the court's saying, in effect, that because the girl did not make any threats uh, to any coaches or teachers, uh, she did not, uh, you know, make any, uh, suggest any disruptive action, and nothing really did take place at the school, um, it sort of came and went, that that was sort of a key in all this. Anyway, let's, let's talk about your thoughts as well. Let's start our conversation this morning with uh, Larry, who is calling this morning from the New Jersey Turnpike. Larry, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Great show, as always. And I've been following this case, and I think one other item that you left out is this happened on a Saturday. Yes. Not a school week. And, you know, it was a narrow decision scoping, like you mentioned, uh, you know, on this particular instance or type instance. But um, I can tell you one of the profound instances I had with my daughter when we went to a college recruiting class uh, seminar that the gentleman who was presenting, he had what was called the grandma rule. He told all the young athletes, if you're planning to be recruited, that before you hit that send button, look again, and if you would send it to your grandmother... It's okay to send. If, it's not okay, if you're not sending it to your grandmother, if it's not okay, don't hit that send button. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good rule. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, just for anyone out there, if you know, uh, I'm, I'm not getting commissioned, but your books are still great. They were written 20 years ago, and if anyone can have a chance to hear you speak, it's, it's been a, a pleasure and a learning experience. Uh, for anyone that can get to uh, to hear you, you're terrific. Thank well, you very much. Th- thank you, Larry. Thank you for those kind words. Uh, and I, I do like that grandma rule because, you know, parents today. Uh, you know, they have to understand that their kids, uh, their their phones are ubiquitous and they go with them everywhere. And kids, unfortunately, do not think ahead. They're kids. Uh, but having that grandma rule to think, wh- how would you, if you, what you're sending out here uh, in terms of, of social media, would it be okay? Would you be embarrassed? Would you be upset if your grandma read read this uh, this posting? That's a good that's a good way to do this. Let's uh, let's continue on. Let's go to uh, to Jeff in Long Beach. Hey Jeff, you're next up on the fan. Hey Rick, how you doing? Great show as always. Thank, Thank you, Jeff. Uh, a couple things, uh, sort of like what Larry said. Yeah, I mean, uh, think before you text or post. Uh, Twenty plus years ago, when I was a teenager, my mom was a court reporter who basically told me and my brothers, like anything that's written down, and this is before like uh, social media, maybe the infancy of AOL. It's out there. Anything that's written down is out there. Anything you say. You know, they can't pin it on you, sort of like, you know. But um, another point is the parents. What kind of parents, you know, what kind of discipline, you know, that their child is, you know, saying, at this on social media. I mean, (laughs) the discipline should be, 
all have jobs. You work for the fan, I got a job, you, you have other jobs, all right? When social media started, jobs would come out and say, like, you can't say this, you can't say that. So if typically uh, this girl did this against the job, she'd probably be fired. She'd probably do that, like, you wouldn't, you have to, Maybe well, think of yeah, that's that's a that's a valid point too, as as well. That if she had been an adult and had done this uh, and had said something on social media, that her employer might say, "No, we don't allow that," and you are terminated. Uh, Jeff, thank you for the call this morning. But I, 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 and Jeff's point is well taken. You know, from the parents' perspective. Their daughter, and this is uh, incontrovertible, she posted some real vulgarities as like a 14 or 15-year-old for the world to see. Uh, And and the the parents, rather than saying to the – and we don't know what happened behind closed doors – but the parents were so outraged that she got suspended for a year from being a cheerleader that they decided, okay, we're going to sue the school. Now, other parents might say – well, first of all, we're, we're humiliated and shocked that our daughter would post these kind of words uh, on a Snapchat account um, because that's not the way we brought our daughter up. Other ones might say, well, the school is responding. You did sign a code of conduct. It said that specifically you can't post or say anything that's negative about the program. You violated that. A lot of parents would have said, you know what? Uh, you know, take this is a question. This is a teachable moment. You did something you shouldn't have done. We know you're angry and upset. You didn't make the varsity, but you're going to have to pay the price, and you move on. In this case, not only did the parents take take the school to court, <laughs> it went all the way to the highest court in the land, and they decided the the Supreme Court of the United States decided in favor of the girl that no, this is okay. The school overreached its uh, its param uh, its perimeters in terms of discipline. So, as I said, that's a real issue for, I think, for people who are raising kids today or coaches and saying, well, what, what are kids allowed to say these days? It's, it's, it's very, very frustrating. Let's, let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick. How's everything going? Thank you for taking the call. Yeah, Art. Yeah, and I had the, uh, the pleasure of coaching, you know, and um, there's rules about uniforms, how you warm up, and I guess the kids watch – you know, the NBA, they watch LeBron wearing a different jersey. So this person is going to decide that he's going to be LeBron. Mm-hmm. And we're going back and forth. And I wasn't going to sit there and argue, you know. So I didn't play him. Parents come. They're arguing. And, you know, that I was wrong for doing this. And I'm taking away their 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 freedom of, uh, you know, like <laughs> being uh, their own yes, person okay. and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, I'm going every time. There's some kind of issue. Parents are thinking that they are good parents by defending their kid. Of course. And, 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 and I understand it, okay? But it just gives a bad message thinking that any time that the kids do something wrong or something, there's an issue, that the parents will fix it by complaining or suing or things like that. And the person made a great call in that, as an adult, when you say so, look, just look out there and see how many people that were great at what they did and made so much money and said the wrong word or went on Facebook and said the wrong thing, lost their jobs, and then they're not suing to get their job back because they can't. You know, it's just leaving a bad message, and it also leaves a bad message to the teachers, okay? If you 
as a teacher do think that you're doing the right thing. And then a parent could come, and it's it. I understand it, but the parents will 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 say something, and it's so much easier to just, you know, go with the parents and say, listen. I think it's all in what the punishment was. Well, so, Artie, I I, I, think, I, mean, I yeah. think you really have sort of uh, focused in on this. Uh, as you said, the, the parents, obviously, we all know as sports parents, and Artie, thank you for your, your thoughts this morning. Thanks, Rick. You, uh, you know, we know the parents always instinctively want to protect uh, and defend their kids. After all, their family, their flesh and blood, and particularly when it comes to sports, they're hoping that the kid progresses to the next level in sports. We get all that. But at some point, somebody has to, basically be the grown-up here and play the role of the adult and say, you know, I don't really think that was the right thing for you to have said or have done or posted online and so on and so forth. And I think you're going to have to understand that in the real world, once you get out of school and you get a job, if you do stuff like that, you might get fired on the spot because employers may not feel uh, so forgiving as perhaps a school district or a coach might be. So I think that's a lesson. The other thing is, Parents, what do you want your kids to understand about what's right and what's wrong in this world in terms of uh, you know filtering their comments and their and their their emotions? Uh, this is and maybe think maybe the, the the landscape of our society is changing. Maybe that's what's going on here, and so that kids are growing up in a world that well that's just the way it is. Social media doesn't mean anything. I can say what I want, and uh, quite frankly, um, if I say something that is I probably shouldn't have said. I'll just apologize. And if I apologize, then we move on. And we've seen cases already in the last few years where top athletes have said things online they shouldn't have said. Um, and they come back and they, 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 they basically apologize and say, ah, I'm sorry, shouldn't have said that. Let's move on. And they do. There's no sort of sense of accountability because the person has basically apologized. I'm not sure that's enough. In this case, the parents, I guess, were upset because the girl had to sit out for a year. Uh, but they didn't seem to have a problem with what she said. I mean, it's just kind of, it, it sort of sort of rocks the world of sports parenting. And again, if you're a coach or a school district and you have codes of conduct, well, you might want to go back and sit down with your, your, your school district's attorney and try to figure out, well, is this, what does the Supreme Court case mean? Is this, do we have to get rid of our codes of conduct? Do we have to sit down and rewrite it? Do we have to talk to our coaches and have more seminars with our high school athletes and say, well, not just high school athletes, it's going to be, you know, kids in the school play, kids in the band, whatever. Say, you understand, we don't want this to happen. You have to, you know, use that grandma rule. Only post something online that you wouldn't be embarrassed if your grandmother read it. I mean, there's something that has to sort of, you know, the other shoe has to drop on this because, yeah, we have now a, a, a top, the top court in the land saying, yeah, the, the, the school was wrong to have basically punish this girl for, for posting what she felt was her freedom of speech. I, I just don't know about this. Um, and as I said, it, it's, it's, it seems to me the court decided this case strictly on the uh, looking at this this landmark case from 1969, this Tinker case out uh, where you know kids wore these black armbands in protest of school, uh, and and because nothing happened, there was no riot, uh, there were no protests in the sense that there were brawls or whatever. Since it wasn't disruptive, uh, the kids uh, those kids were allowed to you know they won that case, and the same thing here. What the kid did 
by maybe just the, 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 the luck of the draw, she did not make any threats. She did not make a target any coach or anything like that. She just basically vented how angry she was about not making the team. And because of that, there was nothing happened in school. There were no riots. There were no disruption in classes, no, no loss of school morale in terms of the program. I, I, maybe that's it. Maybe that's how the, the case should be seen. But again, it was an eight to one decision. So it was pretty clear that the, the majority of the justices felt this way. All right, let me, let me take a pause. I'm going to get more of your calls to fit them in as best I can. one 337 Hey, just a reminder that at 9 o'clock this morning after the Sports Edge, uh, Richard Neer will be along. Uh, you always want to listen to Richard and his good thoughts about the world of sports. And uh, askcoachwolf.com, uh, just to let you know that if you're interested in having me come and present to your school or booster club or sports team, whatever, the time is now uh, to book me for this coming fall. You just go to askcoachwolf.com, contact me, and we can certainly set something up. We're talking about this uh, sort of curious uh, Supreme Court decision this past week uh, where this kid uh, posted some some extreme language online because she was upset that she didn't make the varsity cheerleading squad out in Pennsylvania. And um, basically the Supreme Court decided that she she was correct, that the school overreached its boundaries when they decided to punish her and suspend her from cheerleading for a year. Uh, and the question is, does this mean that all you know, how do sports parents and coaches and, and kids today deal with this uh, this untamed animal, social media? Uh, does this give a green light to kids to post stuff? It, it's it's a, it's curious. That's, uh, we're taking your calls at one 337 6666 Let's continue our discussion this morning with Jack Smithland over in Farallon. Hey, Jack, good morning. How are you, Rick? Good, Jack. Um, you know, when I first read this and heard about this case, you know, I, I reacted like every other teacher, coach, and administrator, and parent, you know, thinking that, of course, they have the right to punish this girl, to yeah. reprimand her. But, you know, and, and, and even a very good friend of mine said to me that, you know, one of the things that we've learned from this is that there are no learning moments anymore. You know, we're not teaching what we should be teaching. And, and I agreed. I mean, this was definitely a teaching moment. And the courts decided not to be that teacher, and they had every right. I spoke to a very, very good friend of mine who was a lawyer, and this person said to me that the girl did absolutely nothing wrong, lawfully. She broke no laws. She went on her own social media, okay? Mm -hmm. She posted what she wanted. She vented to the people that she wanted to vent. She mm -hmm. even took the picture, okay? Mm -hmm. And she... You know, and, and whether she spoke about the coach that, that, that cut her or didn't pick her, that's, you know, that's her right to do. The vulgarity had nothing, and the, and the swearing and the F-bombs that she threw out had nothing to do with their decision. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is a learning moment, but it's not the court's time to teach. It's not them teaching this. And it's not even the school's right to teach. It's the parents' right to teach. And whether the kid was taught anything or not i think that the courts did open up a can of worms they really did but what they did is they followed the law they did exactly what they should have done okay because of freedom of speech she well, has the I, right to defend i will tell you and, in, talk, in talking with uh with doug abrams uh law professor he also felt 
that the Supreme Court made a fair decision here. Uh, parallel to what you're saying, that you know they looked very specifically at the facts in this case, and they said the the Supreme Court said there was no threat made, there was no, it was not disruptive, it didn't end up in having riots. Uh, she was the girl was basically venting her spleen uh, to her own private world, which was basically her right to do that. Now again, the language she used is pretty offensive, but the fact is that uh, the Supreme Court said no, that based upon good law in this Tinker case from. 50 years ago, they said nothing happened, so she was entitled to do that, and the school basically was in the wrong. Now, <laughs> to your point, Jack, that's a, the way the Supreme Court wrote this opinion, it was very, very, you know, very, very focused, very sort of limited. Um, if, if the girl had done something wrong, as I said, you know, some time ago, if she, if she had put in something in those, in those, in that social media posting, that Snapchat account, that was really uh, aimed at a teacher or at the coach or said something that was really she shouldn't have said about making threats, then I think the Supreme Court might have gone in a different direction. And, here, and here's the situation. If she would have done that in class, she would have been suspended on the spot. Yep. You know, yep. and the point and the point is, and even if she didn't direct it at the teacher, you know, she would have been because she did disrupt the class. But in this situation, you know, my friend, the lawyer friend, it, it really made me look at it in a different way. When I first heard it and read this, I reacted as everybody else did. Of course, they have the right to reprimand her and to punish her. But in reality, in true life, the law says, no, you don't. And I agree with it. I really do. I mean, I spoke with my friend last night for over an hour. Yeah. And it was, it was a situation that the, the courts, like you said, looked at it very carefully. because, And they understood. I mean, even one judge, um, I think it was Clarence Thomas, voted the other way. Voted that they don't. She doesn't have the right to do this. Mm -hmm. That was the 8 to 1 vote. And the point is, is that, you know, talking to my friend, the lawyer... They said that they did, the courts did everything that they had to do following the law of the land, following the laws that, that apply to freedom of speech. And I, I, I have a different opinion about it than when I first read it, and I agree. Now, it is a teaching moment. Hopefully, this kid, you know, the school could have brought her in, sat her down, and told her the, the dangers of social media. You know, you and I talked about this on a show years ago, a couple of years ago, and and it is. It's a very dangerous tool. But the situation here is that they're not doing that. They're not going to teach that lesson. They're not going, and it's not their right to teach it, and it's not well, the school's right to teach it either. You would assume that the parents would be the ones teaching about social media because— I would, I would hope so. Yeah, and and uh, again, we have no idea what the parents uh, said to their daughter. Uh, obviously, all we know is from their actions, they thought that uh, I mean, they felt that the girl's uh, freedom of speech, her right of expression, had been uh, overstepped by the school, and they sued. But the fact is that they also say to their daughter, you know, we don't we don't condone what you've done here. We don't like the language you used, and so on and so forth. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to get a sense of, of what the parents are here, except that obviously they felt uh, strongly they wanted to, to sue, and they did, and they won. So it, it's, the question is, are, are, 
our lawyers, school districts, administrators, educators are going to come back and say, yeah, well, that was an isolated case here. But the fact is, social media has to be corralled. There have to be some guidelines put in place so parents uh, can basically teach and counsel their kids about what they can and can't say. And that, that we heard about this grandma rule. That's not a bad place to start. Uh, Jack, let me, let me get some other callers. Thank you, as always, for your thoughts, the good ones. Let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, let's go to uh, Tony up in Ridgefield. Hey, Tony, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Nick. Um, a couple of questions I have. First, was she reinstated or has she graduated and moved oh, on? She had moved, and she's in college one, now. She was in, she was, okay. uh, she was, uh, she's in college now. So. And the other one was um, the dissenting opinion. I'd be very interested to know. I haven't read Breyer's opinion, although I'm an admirer of his. Yep. Um, kind of wonder what Justice Scalia might have come down on this one. And what were the lower courts? How did this get to the Supreme Court? Where did the lower courts stand? Who appealed this to the Supreme Court, the parents or the school? I believe the, uh, the lower courts, I believe, uh, affirmed, uh, ruled in favor of the girl. So I believe it was the school district that took it to the Supreme Court. And and who and the, have you read the dissenting opinion? I'd be curious to know where that came down. No, I, I did not read the. I skimmed through it, but it was Clarence Thomas, who's known to be very conservative. Uh, but I um, again, I'm not an attorney and not a Supreme Court uh, uh, expert. But I did read uh, Justice Breyer's opinion a couple of times, and again, it's very readable. And he he basically ticks off one after another. Well, there was no threat. It was nothing happened to the school. Classes were not uh, uh, in any way uh, interrupted. Uh, life sort of went on, and he, he basically said, so based upon this president from 50 years ago, we don't see any reason why, you know, this girl shouldn't have been able to do what she did. And, you know, that's, that's, how, that, that's how this, and I guess the, uh, <laughs> the other, the majority of the court felt the same way. Pretty curious, you know. So thank you for the call. Let me move on. Let's go to, uh, let's go to George in Astoria. Hey, George, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. Uh, two points to make. Um, one is, at what point do we not allow our kids to critique anybody? It's like she was mad. I get the vulgarity is a little over overstepping her bounds. Yep. But we're not allowed to critique our teachers for making bad decisions or poor decisions. Or um, are we supposed <laughs> to teach our kids critical thinking and to speak for their, you know, speak their minds as far as if they think they're being shortchanged or picked on or anything like that? I, um, I, I think George. I, I don't know, uh, but I do know this, and, and I was talking, as I said, with uh, Professor Abrams. Th- there's this, this sort of, in the background of this case, the real concern when it comes to social media these days is, uh, is so- cyberbullying. And how is, that's already happening, we know. Kids are always, unfortunately, being picked on or attacked uh, by kids, uh, their, their classmates, peers, whatever. The question is, how do we stop that, and what kind of parameters do we put on to our kids to make sure they aren't doing that, and how do, how do, we, how do we stop them if they are? So that's cyberbullying is a much deeper, darker kind of situation than, than what this kid did, saying that, you know, she basically was angry that she had to make the cheerleading team. I, I think that's the bigger issue here, and um, yeah, I will be curious to see what happens in the, in the years to come as, as the courts begin to catch up with social media. But it, it's 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 tricky, and again, I don't know. I, all I can keep coming back to is that uh, parents need to basically sit down with their kids and explain to them, 
you know, what, what, what are the consequences here? And what could happen if, if you post things that you just vent uh, and don't give any thought as to what you're putting out there? I mean, uh, that, that's, I mean it's, it's as simple as that because social media, it not only is not going away, it's only getting more and more sophisticated. And, and that, that, is, that, is, that is a problem. It's as simple as that. Thank you, thank you for your call. Let me go on to Rob in Franklin Square. Hey, Rob, you're next up on the fan. Good morning, Rick. I don't believe I've ever spoken to you uh, before, but I, I've listened uh, religiously every Sunday, and I really respected a lot of stuff that your dad had to do as a sports commentator, you know? Thank you. Um, I'm in favor of the court decision, and uh, I'm not a parent. Uh-huh. I would have probably preferred and reprimanded the daughter when I seen the, the language. But as the parents went along with this suit, and as the, I agree with a lot of the stuff that Jack said, um, that you know, this went through a couple of layers, of course, before it got this. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Things like these don't go right to the Supreme Court. Correct. And uh, you know, um, and at the time, I believe she was about fourteen or fifteen. She's what, like now, a, a sophomore or a freshman in college. So hopefully, right. she's a little more mature as far as as, as verbalizing herself. But uh, you know, um, what, I, what I would like to know, I, I followed this on Fox a, a bit. The following year, when she was suspended, uh, did she? Uh, I would assume that she probably didn't go back to the uh, uh, to the cheerleading, right? The, the, I, you, I honestly, I, I, I don't know, Rob. Yeah, I, I would. No I idea. would assume if they were the lawsuit, yeah. they didn't. But thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much for giving me the time. And uh, you know, I I, I I commend the parents a little bit to go, for going along with uh, because this must have been a, uh, an expense on their part to go through the layers of court to get to, to get to the Supreme Court. You know. Yeah, I, I I hear you on that, and uh, and yeah, th- thank you for uh, your thoughts, Rob. Thank you. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a tricky situation uh, to be sure, and uh, as I said, I, I wonder what other you know comments uh, and, and predicaments are going to pop up in the, in the years to come regarding kids and social media. Let me go quickly to uh, to Rob out in Lake Success. Hey, Rob. Good morning. You're on the hey, phone. Hey, Rick. Good morning. Great great calls today. I'm listening to everybody and some really good points. My point on this is basically, it, is it the legal system as well as morality? Number one, as Jack said, legally, maybe the girl did nothing wrong. I'm disappointed in the decision, but right decision if you're talking about legally, okay? So uh, there's two points there, the legal system and morality. Number one, I think morality, you know, like you said, we don't really know what went behind closed doors, but I would think that they would have talked to the girl. Now, she's a minor. She's 14. She basically just threw a tantrum. She threw right. in a tantrum. Correct. But as, as an adult, you know, we understand employment is. But now because of social media, the bottom line is what I'm going to say, what I really instilled in my daughter when I gave her her first iPhone when I think she was like 13, the Internet is forever. <laughs> Anything that's ever – this is for adults as well. Once you say something or post something there, it can always be looked at. It can always be found. You could delete it. It's never deleted. Emails, texts, well, when you that's... make a text, you know, and that's the scary thing. And kids need to understand this. Well, that's well what happened in this case. Adults. I mean, this, this, the girl obviously went on Snapchat, which its major feature is that the, your post uh, fades uh, from view and disappears after a matter of time. But in this case, somebody was clever enough, quote-unquote, to take a, a screenshot, take a photo of what she had posted, and then basically sent that along to the school, to the cheerleading coach. And that's how this whole thing came about. If, if somebody hadn't taken that photo... Uh, then obviously uh, maybe this case would have never happened. But you know what? Guaranteed, somewhere down the line, a similar case like this would have happened. 
because social media is so so ubiquitous and so omnipresent and kids are all over it. It's as simple as that. The problem is the kids and this untamed animal of social media, they really don't know exactly what the implications are going to be when they post, whether it's a rant, a tantrum, whatever they say, it could be a real problem. And as Rob said, once it's posted, usually it's there, you know, forever. And that's a real, real concern. All right, look, this is a great conversation this morning. My thanks to all your callers, great comments. My thanks, of course, to Ed Arzuman. Please stay tuned to Richard Neer. He is on deck. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.